You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 75. So in this episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about the difference in my mental, um, I guess, status, like when I had my daughter Jade versus now how I am with my son Sterling. So before I had my daughter Jade, I worked in a hair salon. And as you can imagine, being the manager of a hair salon, it's all about coming to work, looking professional, hair and makeup done every single day. So for seven years of my professional career, I got up every day, I curled my hair, I did my makeup, I put on my nice clothes, I put on high heels, and I went into work. Um, it, so <laughs> I wore heels so much that my feet are destroyed because of it. Like um, I don't even know what you would call them, but each of my toes has like a little nodule of um, almost like, I don't need, I want to call it a bunion, but I don't think that's right. But just like a little callus on each of the big knuckles. And my husband, he's always like, Oh, that's so gross. Um, they kind of, they've kind of gone down, but for years of my life, they were like big purple little calluses on each of my toes because I wore high heels every day to work. And while yes, like I wasn't required to wear high heels, I loved it because it made me feel powerful and sexy. And I loved showing up to work. Um, I'm 5'10". And so when I wear heels, I'm like six feet or taller. And I just love how I feel. And I love how that feels. So when I quit my job, it was a week before I had my daughter Jade. And she... um she was just the sweetest, cutest little thing, but she was in the NICU for three weeks. And if you've heard my birth story, her birth story, then you'll know all about that. But because of that, um, it put me in this almost like traumatic state where um, I just wanted her home. And so by the time I got her home, I didn't want to leave. And I, I didn't realize it at the time. I can see it now so clearly, but I fell into a pretty deep um, postpartum depression. And I mean, it was like, I went from getting ready every day you know, powerhouse businesswoman running a million dollar salon to being covered in milk and not showering or brushing my teeth for five days in a row. And my husband would go to work and he would come home and he, he was always so sweet. And I, I don't know if he just was kind of letting me be, or if he was just trying to give me space, but he never said anything mean. He just loved me and totally helped with the baby whenever he was home and would get up and take shifts in the night. And I was this like zombie. I was exhausted. Um, I was so lost. I felt so unfulfilled in motherhood. I had a lot of, um, not just anxiety and depression, but a lot of resentment for choosing this new life and wondering what the heck I was thinking. And so, um, I ended up gaining 60 pounds the first year uh, that I had my daughter. So I gained more weight than I had gained through the pregnancy um, just trying to raise her and keep her alive. And the thing that's so funny is when I look back, that's like when I started my blog and it was so, um, it was just so dishonest. It was not a reflection of where I was mentally, mentally or physically. Um, yeah. And it, and I just was trying to stay afloat and trying to kind of keep it together, which some of that was kind of how I was raised. Um, I don't know if it's culturally or just in my home, but my mom's from Brazil and, we always tried to just kind of put like, make it look like we had everything together, which I think is common. You know, you don't want to be uh, the hot mess all the time whenever people come over, but you know, like we had certain rooms growing up in our, in our home that we never went in because it was like a guest room. We had a guest bathroom that no one was allowed to use. It was only for, if a guest came by, they would have a clean bathroom, you know? And so, um, 
it, yeah, I just kind of was raised that way. So people would come to the door to try to bring meals or treat or card or gift for the baby. And I just wouldn't answer. Like I wouldn't answer the door. And even if I knew them, I would not answer if I was not like ready and I wasn't ready a lot. So a lot of people left things for me and I just kind of pretended like I was fine. So if you saw me at church, or if you saw me out at the grocery store, I was fine. But inside I was, I was not in a good place and it took a lot of therapy and, and trying out different medications and trying to, you know, really come to terms with, um, this big change in my life for me to really heal. And I think losing weight, starting to box was a big part of that. Um, so fast forward, you know, six years into um, my motherhood journey, I'm pregnant, I have this new baby. And before I had Sterling, I was really, really concerned that postpartum was going to hit me. And I'm sure it has. Like I've had um, moments where I've just completely lost my mind and screamed at my kids and and cried about it and felt horrible. Um, but for the most part, I've noticed a huge change in my attitude and in my um just ability to want to get up and, and feel like me, get ready, do things. And so I would say I've probably gotten ready more um, every day consistently through Sterling's life. And he's seven months old than I did for the first two years of my daughter Jade's life. And um, I kind of want to talk about the power of getting ready. And I, I don't think it has to be like to the nines. Do you have to wear high heels every day if you're just going to be home and running to the grocery store? No, probably not. But as an entrepreneur and a work work from home mom, I find that when I get up and I'm intentional, like I put on makeup, I put on eyeliner and I curl my hair, I ha hairspray my hair, I brush through it. You, you wouldn't believe like there are days I literally can just like run around and, and forget to brush my hair. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like a seven year old child. I have this huge rat's nest in the back of my hair because it's quite long. But yeah, like the days I'm intentional about it, you guys, it's amazing how I'm like on the ball, I'm productive, like my meetings go so much better. Even if I'm not meeting anyone in person, even if I'm just recording a podcast, I can tell like my energy is higher. I feel more confident and I feel like I'm ready to take on the day. So as you are going through your life, some of you may be stay-at-home moms, some of you may be working moms, and it really doesn't matter. It's really about getting up having intention, being positive about yourself and your outlook for the day, and kind of creating that routine. And I want to share one of the things that has helped me tremendously, and it's from the book, The Five-Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Maybe you've heard me talk about it before, but she says, you know, I, she she doesn't believe in motivation. She just believes in being stronger than your mind and the natural man. So the natural man, each of us is the natural man where we have you know, the lazy human nature part of ourselves where we don't want to get up. We want to hit snooze. We don't want to go to the gym today. We don't want to work hard or, or do those things that are uncomfortable to get us closer to our dreams. Um, but instead, what if you were to just count down, okay, I'm going to wake up, you know, five, four, three, two, one, I'm getting up. Okay. I'm going to go brush my teeth. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm brushing my teeth. Even if you don't feel like it, even if you're not in the mood, even if you would rather be sleeping, you do it anyway, because you know, it's going to help define your day and make you more productive. So some things that could help are like, I find that when I actually set an alarm and I wake up earlier than my kids, it makes all the difference. Like if I'm waking up earlier, holy moly, I actually have the time to spend on myself, which to me is a big form of self-care. Um, and I think the next thing is like not only setting the alarm, but getting up immediately. Like as soon as the alarm goes off, 
five, four, three, two, one, get yourself up, force yourself if you need to, and start to, you know, be intentional with your day. I think that having some water, I always have water by my bedside. I don't care how many times I have to pee in the night, but I think having water being hydrated and well-rested, there are so many scientific studies that back up, you know, the productivity of the person who goes to bed earlier and wakes up earlier versus the person pulling all-nighters, which is hilarious because my whole business was built um, in the nighttime. And I'm telling you, like, this year, as I've gotten my business partner and become more intentional, um, we talk about that all the time. And we say, you know, it's more important to go to bed earlier and to wake up and to be productive than to try to push, 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 push all night long. Now, there are seasons where you do have to push all night long and it just you have deadlines and you have I guess you don't have to. Maybe you could give yourself a longer deadline. But there are seasons where I find myself doing that because I think that's my natural MO, like college studying or like I don't know, like studying for tests, like that whole era of my life, it created those those habits of wanting to wake up and wake up later and be up longer and go to bed later um, and sleep in. And it just doesn't, it doesn't really work as well mentally for me. I can tell a huge difference when I'm just intentional about going to bed early, waking up early, and then getting up and going. Um, I think if you can exercise, you don't have to have a gym pass to exercise. You can have a dance party in your kitchen. You can do some calisthenics, jumping jacks. You could take a little jog or a little walk in the morning. It makes the biggest difference. Um, this one is hard for me. A lot of people talk about like having a cold shower or just showering every day. Now, if you have long hair, you understand the struggle. Like you cannot shower every day because you can't wash your hair every day. And there's something about a cold bath that just doesn't sound as appealing as like a cold shower. So I either need to like invest in a shower cap or figure out a way to do this. But Tony Robbins is one that talks about, you know, jumping into a cold body of water every morning because he wants to tell his body that he's in control of it. And I think that's so interesting. Um, I, I haven't done that yet, but I know people who have, and they say, oh, it makes such a difference. Um, next would be, you know, getting yourself fed, taking care of your body, nourishing your physical body and saying, okay, what healthy things can I put into my body to fuel it instead of trying to run on empty for so long? Um, I know another thing that's really powerful that I learned from Jack Canfield at a conference was he talked about every morning he meditates and he thinks about what are the most important things I need to do today? What are my top three things that if nothing else happens, I need to do these things. And that habit alone, it's so powerful because I have found that um, when I think about my day before I go and do it and I'm like, okay, if I just did these three things today, that would have been a success that it's easy to look back at your day at the end of the night. And when you're thinking of your gratitudes and you're thinking of, oh gosh, today was a good day. Or I, you know, I, I did get these things done or I didn't get those done. It gives you an actual marker versus just going off of your feelings. I feel like we live in a culture and a generation of feelings. Like my feelings are hurt and I feel we should do this. And that doesn't feel right. You know, like some things you can't go off of feelings because it's not an accurate um, measurement. Like you just have to go off of results and goals regardless of how you feel. And so, yes, it's important to validate feelings. As somebody who has spent years in therapy, I agree that feelings are super important. However, when it comes to your habits and routines, and if you want to go somewhere, get somewhere, sometimes you have to put how you feel to the side and go after the thing that you want more. And that usually comes from consistent daily action, which means moving towards your goal, pursuing the goal um, in an active way. And so as you are going through the rest of your week, I want you to think about your morning habits. And if you haven't, start 
tracking like how you're spending your time in the morning. And is this something where if you could wake up a half an hour earlier, would that give you a more productive day? If you had the opportunity to, um, you know, go to bed a little earlier, or maybe you cut something out, maybe you're not watching bachelor tonight. You know what I mean? You just have to make those sacrifices. Everybody has the same 24 hours in the day and think about people who are very successful, who you want to be like, how do those people spend their time versus the average person? You know, the average person is consuming media, consuming TV shows, and they are spending their time doing things that are kind of mindless, where producers are spending their time creating social media content, creating um, offers, opportunities, and you know, putting their business and their stuff out there. So, um, as you go forward this week, I want you to, again, be intentional with your time. Think about who you want to emulate, who do you want to be like? And if you haven't met that person yet, then you need to be on the hunt and start switching up, um, what you're doing and who you're spending time with. But I promise you people who spend time together, they act like one another and they're usually about as successful as one another. So if you want to be more successful, find more successful friends and emulate the things that you like about their life. You know, like it's not enough to say, oh, I'm friends with a millionaire, but they have the most horrible quality of life. They're totally unhealthy. They're overweight. They do, they can't keep a relationship. Like I'm not talking about those kind of people. I'm talking about people who are trying to do what you want. Like if somebody has a family and if they are making their business work and if they are putting in the time to have a relationship with their heavenly father or whatever they believe in. Again, you have to be the one that's that's thinking about it on purpose and being intentional. And so I hope as you go through this week that you are able to implement some of these strategies and I will catch you in the next episode.